Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continued to dominate the mortgage market. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Brody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess... Is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's talking about time about. for Mortgage Matters. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. I got, I got Jason Van Dyke here in the studio with me today. Dan's at opening ceremonies, taking his uh, his kids got baseball little league opening ceremonies today. So that's fun, super exciting. It's always good to see Dan get a day off. I yeah, I passed a car full like a you know little SUV full of a bunch of people in pretty new red hats that looked like they were heading over to a you know baseball game. Yeah, I drove past the little fields, and they were all out there. And I was like, oh, I don't have any little leaguers anymore. I'm huh. done with that little league era, I guess. Anyway, opening day. Beautiful day. Nice and sunny. No kidding. It's nice that they're uh, able to have such beautiful weather. It's mm. finally dry a little bit out here. It's drying out. Yeah. Thankfully, I, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... Uh, Obviously, we, you know, everybody see the headlines this week, right? California is officially out of the drought for the first time in a decade, mm. which is fantastic. Two years ago, we had a pretty rainy little run for like six weeks, and then that was it. it was bookended by more, more desert-like conditions. Last year, from what I recall, I think it rained one time in March. In fact, I remember you forgot something in your car and had to run in the rain several times that day. <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting day. But this year, it's rained a lot. So obviously, this is the kind of rain it takes to end a 10-year drought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, and so because this is the kind of rain it takes to end a 10-year yeah. drought, you can appreciate the fact that I'm ready to end that kind of rain for a little while. Mm-hmm. I really plan on on soaking in some sunshine today. Yeah, it was nice to drive by Lopez Lake the other day. Nice and full? Yeah, it's uh, like 70% or something like that, which is, yeah. it had been down to like 40. Yeah, so I saw it. pretty nice. I read the Nasimino update. They said they're installing some of their temporary dam mm. because they're at, you know, 83%, which puts them obviously very near capacity. And they're now at the point where they're going to need to to monitor it to make sure that they have flood control measures in place in case we had another powerful rain event that they didn't just have a, a breach and a, a mm. down river problem. So that's a good problem to have. Look like the lake rose something on something just shy of a hundred vertical feet at Nasimino this winter. Wow. It went from ten percent capacity to eighty three over that rainy period. That's wow. wild. That's a big lake too. So get your boats ready. The narrows are open. Everything's ready. That's going to be good summer at Nasimino. Before it gets too warm, too, I was reading something about um, some of the ski resorts up near Tahoe where they m- may be open into July. 
That's because fun. Because they got so much snow. <clears throat> yeah. That's fun skiing. Oh, yeah. T-shirt. T-shirt and shorts. Oh, that's so, do you ever do that? Well, you grew up in the mountains, so you, you probably have. But you ever do that pond skimming thing that always happens like the last week of the year? <laughs> I never did it, but I, I've seen it. It's definitely entertaining. It's pretty fun, a lot right? Of fa- a lot of fails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looks so easy. Right. Just go fast and lean back a little. Yeah, that's all good. <laughs> Famous last words. Then you see some dude in jean shorts yard sailing across the water mm-hmm. at first into the slushy mess on the other side. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. So what are you going to go do today? Going to get some sun? Well, the here's the fly in the ointment of my Saturday. I have a, a DMV appointment at 150. What? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> And you were giving me a hard time about the old open house? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, first of all, if you have to go to the DMV, you have to do it by appointment, right? Mm-hmm. Log in, make your appointment. They're usually seven or ten days out when you you know, log in to book it. Yeah. So I made an appointment to go to the DMV, and this was the one that was available. It's not even very convenient, but I made the appointment on, like, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, how about Saturday? Yeah, that's Saturday. (laughs) So finish here, right? Finish here at eleven, and then drag my feet somewhere in slow until one fifty to go to the DMV. Hmm. And I'm certain that my time in the DMV will be less than minutes. Just or it could be it could be going out there about five o'clock. No, not with an appointment. (laughs) If you're if you have an appointment and you check in on time, that's the only way I go to the DMV anymore. Um, I've never been there for more than about five minutes before I get up there when I have the appointment. That's and good. last time I did it, um, which was in the Paso DMV just a few yeah. weeks ago, I literally walked in, got my number before I even made it over to the, the chair to wait. Um, my number was called and I was out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was brilliant. So anyhow, yeah. one fifty. Huh. So what do I do between 11 and like the Wherever I am, you know, it takes me to get to the DMV. And then what do I do? Stroll around downtown, grab a cup of coffee, come to an open house. Come to an open house. I heard there's an open house today. Are you pitching an open house? Uh, Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Just giving you some options. Yeah. I I don't know. Play it by ear. Yeah. Walked around town a little bit last night. Took my... My wife and my daughter, you know, wanted, we needed volleyball shorts and a volleyball. And then mm-hmm. for my daughter, of course, <laughs> she's playing, playing volleyball. And then my wife needed some shirts. I so. bet it's going to be busy downtown today. People feel like have a little cabin fever with all of this rain. So once the nice weather comes out, everyone wants I to think get yes. out there. Yeah. That's why I was so disappointed to find out that you had something to do because I was going to just try to like rope you into entertaining me mm. for the next two and a half hours. <laughs> Plus it's uh, St. Patty's Day tomorrow too, so maybe. Oh, so there's people already getting drunk somewhere. Maybe. Yeah. Think, yeah, that, that's I think the, the college f- kids do the weekend thing. That's the funniest thing when I had my office and that where when I primarily sat in slow. So you're going to work on that St. Patrick's Day and you see some of these knuckleheads stomping around like falling over drunk at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's the weirdest thing to me. Mm-hmm. No, I never did it. I mean, you know, 
Hmm. I'm not. I'm not Irish, though. I think I'm one of the only right. people in the county that's even not Irish. Are you Irish? I am not. I, we already been through this with Jim. He's yeah, Irish. I am. Oh, yeah. yeah. He can kind of tell too. He has that uh, Irish look about the him. And the blue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you get yeah. the accent going if you really force uh, it? Uh, I might be able to swear. Where's the button? Where's the button? Uh, you know, probably not. Uh, if it sounds like uh, somebody that's um, from California trying to do an Irish accent, right? Yeah. yeah, I when I was younger, I could do it with, um, you know, less mm-hmm. less fear about being judged, and I think I was able to embrace it better when I was younger. There's a there's a great Irish joke that I really like about the. Uh, yeah. There's an Irish guy sitting in a bar, and up walks another Irish guy. And after a couple beers, the the guy looks at the other Irish guy and he says, "Where are you from?" And the Irish dude says, "Well, I'm from Ireland." And he says, "Well, get out! I am too." So, cheers, and they drink another Guinness. And I think oh, you have to do the accent. I, you can't, tell, you, I, can't. I heard you tried almost it's start just, it. We'll nibble then you pulled on back. it. You pulled back. So then, after a little while later, where are you from? You know, the the guy says, well, Dublin. And he says, no way, me too, Dublin. And so they have another beer, and they can't believe it. And then a little while later, where did you go to high school? I went to Oak Knoll High School and graduated in 79. And the other guy goes, unbelievable, me too. And so then finally... Somebody else walks into the bar and says to the bartender, you know, hey, how's it going? And he it's all great. So what's happening? He says, ah, the O'Malley twins are, are meeting each other again tonight. Yeah. <laughs> my story was like, you know, my 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 uh, great um, my great grandmother was from Ireland and she came over and she saw the Titanic being built and had thought about being um, a booking passage. And I was like, well, thank you for missing that ship. Yeah, you know, wow. because I wouldn't uh, probably be sitting here right now. That's wild. Yeah, but she was from Belfast. Wow. So yeah. So you really are Irish. Uh, Irish. Cool. Yes. Did you Fairly do recently? Yes. Did you do your twenty three and Me DNA thing yet? No, I've not. You should do that. Hmm. I'll have to try that. I haven't done it. I'm just. <laughs> I'm telling other people they should do. You, you should do, do that. that. Get out there and get that done. <laughs> seems really interesting to me. I probably would do it if if I had the thing or it was more convenient than it already is, but I don't have the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. what are we doing with the show today? <laughs> well, we got... Uh, it's a super exciting week again, um, learning about, you know, just kind of more insight into what's happening in the global economy. Um little bit more about what's going on here at home. New talk this week that these interest rates, that this may just be the level for the whole year. Um, that that would be super welcome for me. Uh, you know, of course, when you do home loans for a living, you're always looking for nice low rates. And so it's, it's really a sweet thing to have this dip that we have. Um, so... We plan on talking about interest rates, talking about the economy, probably what drives this a little bit. Um, and, yeah, anyway, yeah. that's the that's the fun topic for today. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. 
things are setting up for a nice buying season this summer, I think. It feels like it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm excited to share a couple stories about folks that I I talked to this week about refinancing that kind of surprising that we're already facing another kind of refi season. It hasn't that hasn't been going on for the last few years. People aren't really refinancing unless there's some real need to. Um, but this week we're finally starting to do some refis for folks that are um, hearing the message that we're spreading, which is if you got a high interest rate or mortgage insurance, um, then it's a good time to look into it. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But, yeah, let's go ahead and, and do the first commercial break here of the hour, and then we'll dive into it. Um, take some time here to listen to these sponsors, guys. They help make the show possible. And we'll be back in a couple minutes with more Mortgage Matters. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 605-4783. NMLS number 328. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending.
is like a morning spring in the land of Irish laughter. You can hear the angels sing yep. when I. When this first started, Jim, I was afraid it was like something from the Wizard of Oz or something. It was no, 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 no. No, I get it now. Bing Crosby, yeah, yeah, Bing Crosby. Gotta love him. And when Irish eyes, see Irish? Yeah. I don't know. Sure, they steal your heart away. There we go. Beautiful. There we yeah. There we go. We'll get some jig bar music in, too. There you go. There you are. Maybe you can find the song from the Titanic when they're uh, doing that river dance thing down oh, below yeah, on the yeah, bar. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that's a good idea. I hadn't thought about that one. Yeah. Yeah. How exciting. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> no, it's... Oh, move on. <laughs> I don't want to get myself in trouble, you know, talking about it being like just a drinking day or something, because I'm sure it's not what it is for most people, right? Just because I live in slow and see that a lot. Right. Fine. Um, Wheelsy. Let's see. <clears throat> when we are... So I want to talk about the economy a little bit, and I mean, obviously, that's that's what some of the listeners are here for, real estate and economic stuff, right? Um, we have a few, a few little data pieces that came out this week. We weren't, um, I wasn't on the show last week. Were you? Was it Mike? It was Mike and Dan. Yeah, so I... And I know that they had a guest on, that's right, because Steve Del Martini was on the show, and um, I didn't get to listen, but um, we had had a jobs report on Friday, and I think this is just a good place to begin, because as we talk about this, um, you know, kind of the current trajectory of the economy, what's to expect, where the headwind is... um, it's important for us to to take this into consideration because we really just only uh, we really just only get started here with the jobs. It's a it's a baseline what to expect. I got a little bit sidetracked because um, you know I have my little segment that I clipped about the jobs and pasted into my my notes, right? And then what I usually do is I pull up a Google page. And so like, for example, I put jobs report into the header and hit search where I'll click a link that, you know, on the spot here is going to add a little bit while we talk. And it's so funny is I just was kind of just taken aback by the, um, the headlines Second headline that came up in my search, the latest jobs report is bad news for Trump. 
but good news for workers. And then the next one, um, there's just there's all this context here that just wants to make it seem like the jobs report is so political. And you know, I understand that there's some influence of politics over the economy, but it's it's kind of funny. Anyhow, let me just pick one of these that seems like it's not just going to be a political tirade, and then we can begin. So, no doubt you read at least a little bit about the jobs report for the month of February, Jason. Nothing? Totally out of the mix on the jobs report? Yeah, I didn't read any much of the reports this week. Well, I know you at least saw what I sent you, was that in February... The economy added 20,000 jobs. And when I first read this article, I'm thinking to myself, um, you know that Price is Right game where they black out the numbers or the numbers have like a, a symbol on them and you have to pick the correct number for the column? Sure. <laughs> I was thinking, okay. Is the missing number here a one, a two, or a three? Mm -hmm. And like, uh, there's no missing number. It's really just 20,000. And can you remember the last time we had a 20,000 jobs month before? I, I just, I can't even remember when we had that. Um, I do remember last year, a low number, um, 67,000 jobs or something like that was seemed on the low side. So this sets a new low watermark for sure. Um, by the way, the, the margin of error for these jobs report, um, is 115,000. So, if it, if the report says that I know Jason give me variance. a yeah Jason give me a funny look on that one um so if the number says that we added 20,000 jobs that means that there's um a 90% chance that the number is between 135 and 95,000 jobs lost over the prior month so no matter how you slice it up it's not a great month it's not a great report um I was talking with a friend this week and then, you know, one of the places our conversation ended up where he just couldn't help but acknowledge is that each and every time we have had a jobs report that is um, bizarrely low, and it has happened, right? I mean, this seems to happen once a year or so. Um, It usually is following or followed by a pretty monstrous month. So last month, um, the jobs report, there was an upward revision uh, to 311,000 jobs gained in January. So that's a, I mean, that's a gully washer of a job month, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's crazy. That's triple um, what is arguably needed in a growing economy, and it's about 30% more than what we've been over the annual average. It's just a a huge month. Um, So then to find out that we only got 20,000 jobs in the, in the next month. um, Okay. 
I I feel like I can kind of get on board with that. It's a, one of those things where if you do, if you got it all in, you got it all in in January. So then February is just a little bit light, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to see though. The the broader point that I want to make though is that is two things. Number one, this is following a month of huge gains, so it's it's somewhat happens this way sometimes. Um, but then the second big point is all eyes are watching, right? We've sort of had this. Um, we have this fear that the economy is changing right now, that the 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 current rate hike environment that was going on through last year and predicted for this year and really part of next year was unsustainable. Um, and so now, you know, with inflation and all these other things, is there is there real headwind? Is there real trouble ahead? And should we really be concerned about it? Now, the stock markets have done a decent job of recovering since December, right? I would say all but your Boeing stock, <laughs> which, by the way, is doing surprisingly well. Hmm. I look at the Boeing stock yesterday, and I was like, I was kind of thinking to myself, is um, is it a good time to buy Boeing? Can we take a time out here from the economic stuff and just talk about this Boeing stock thing for a minute? Have you looked at this at all? I haven't looked at the stock, but I did see an email in my inbox last night that I think it was American. Said now's the time to buy? No, I think that they were canceling a lot of those flights that had those planes. Well, the FAA, is, as an issue. the FAA has now grounded all of those those Boeing planes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously just the one, the that particular model that's problematic. And, um, yeah, anyhow, Boeing, when I looked at the stock the other day, I was surprised that it wasn't lower than it was. It was up like 10%. And then today, as I just Google it right now, it was closed out positive a percent and a half. So I understand there's a little bit of a bounce to it, but, Mm -hmm. um, the, Let's see here. the The current stock value is basically three hundred and seventy nine bucks. The fifty two week low is two ninety two. Um, the fifty two week high is four forty six. So the stock's down. What would be, I don't know, what twenty percent. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it looks like March first is where it peaked at four forty. Um. Anyway. I was just surprised as heck. And I think a lot of people, right, if you see a stock like Boeing correct by 10 or 20% because of some negative, mm-hmm. you know, press, and I hate to even call it press. I mean, there's lives lost. Right. And it's obviously enough of a trend now that the many countries in the world are looking at this and just saying, you know, time out. We need to figure this whole thing out. Um, but so anyhow... Um, I just figured the stock would be even less than that, but it just proves, I think, that a lot of people are racing over there saying that it it makes it a buy opportunity because the long term of Boeing is good. Um, Boeing has a backlog of like 4,700 orders for 4,700 of these planes. Wow. 
the 737. So this is basically the the updated and remodeled version of this plane. I did a little bit of reading on it this week because I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of figuring out what's going on. So the the Reader's Digest version here, in case you guys missed it, is that currently the best thought about what's going on here is that there's some software that assists, it reads data and assists in sort of an autopilot capacity mm-hmm. um, to correct issues with the plane. Now, what happened was Boeing has this model. This is a 50-year-old design, and they've been making updates and sort of retrofitting it through the years to modernize it. But the age-old problem is that, remember those, um, well, you're young enough that you'd have to only remember this by way of pictures probably, but like back in the day, luggage is loaded by hand into the belly of these planes out on the tarmac, the stairs come down, and the people walk up the stairs into the plane. Sure. So in order to be able to accommodate people, stairs, hiking luggage in, all these things, they built that plane, engineered it such that it was low enough to the ground that all of that could be reached, right? Okay. And at the time, the plane's shorter, smaller, narrower, um, and lighter, and so they used smaller motors on it. And basically what happened through the years is they made it a little bit longer, it's gotten a little bit wider, um, they, they're they carrying more weight now, and That's so right. they started upgrading the size of the turbines that are going on the wings. And so eventually what happens is the clearance between the bottom part of the turbine and the, and the runway is too small. Started mm-hmm. to get to where it was creating performance issues in the way the plane worked. Have you guys been on a plane recently on some of those 737s and see how the bottom of the turbine is kind of flat, like it's out around, like somebody heated it up and smushed it right. flat? Yeah. Yeah. That flattening of that, those pilots, they call that the hamster pocket, mm-hmm. um, but it flattens it up. And the, the point of this is to keep a minimum clearance between the bottom of the hmm. turbine and the runway. Yeah, I saw so, quite a few times with the... Uh, you were just describing the the using the stairs, You're right? And I never had to do it until one time I went to um, Boise. I flew to Boise, and they're remodeling the airport, so we had right. to get off using the stairs. Sure, disembark the plane, and that's just kind of weird. I know, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, of a weird feeling to do a that. Lot of the you know? smaller planes yeah. will do that. Was, was um, this, well, this was a, like a seven thirty seven or seven forty seven, yeah. so it was See. pretty good. So, yeah, so anyhow, what ended up happening is so they they started making the motors bigger and bigger, and they were losing more and more of that clearance. And so one of the things that they ended up doing was um, increasing the height of the the front landing gear. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, it had this, uh, because it was a little bit higher in the front, then it had some propensity to sort of nose up, Mm -hmm. right? And so in with that happening, they installed some software basically that would monitor for that and so it would recognize when it was sort of nosing up almost involuntarily and rather than leaving it fully up to pilot control to make sure that they are paying attention and rectifying that issue this software would kick in and do a little bit of flight control assistance and so one of the things between the flight that crashed in October and the flight that crashed last week was they could see in both circumstances that there was some vertical gain problems that suggested immediately after takeoff that the software um, and the plane was, uh, you know, that 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 at least 
could possibly have played into it. So it's a scary thing, but at the same time, like you, I saw Southwest say, you've got, um, you know, they've flown 48,000 flights with this version of this plane without incident, mm-hmm. and others um, obviously have also just tons and tons and tons of miles with this plane without issue. So it, it seems like it'll either be revealed to be, you know, it could be a software issue. It could be additional training for pilots needed. It could be that it wasn't related to that at all. Um, but anyhow, you have this issue over at Boeing where, man, this is a real big deal, especially like think of the ramifications if um, a country like the U.S. or or any other decide that these planes are no longer safe to carry commercial passengers. Wow. That would be crazy, right? The 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 cut to that. Um, it makes you also remember, too, is like, well, it feels like that space then is prime for a competitor. But see, Boeing's been building planes for so long. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, as a mcdonald douglas or other competitors that uh, make other planes but boeing obviously is is a significant major player in the world so all eyes are watching makes me think um and again this is why i went and kind of researched all this is like man is that is that stock adequately reflecting the severity of this problem and its potential um only really to see that the the initial fall really already occurred and now it seems to have stabilized. March 8th, it fell through March 12th is where it really made that almost free fall drop from 422 down to 375. And then it's sort of chopped ground there at that 380 mark. So we'll see what we find out this week about what goes on there. But um, Probably everything that's happening with these airlines and what they're deciding to do with these planes Um will will be critical with that right i mean obviously oh, yeah. obviously the faa comes in and makes an announcement to go ahead and pull these off the shelf for a minute to be able to at to least understand what's going right. on was it a coincidence um or are, are we due to have some more crashes down the line i mean that's that's well i think statistically you got to believe that that plane is safe right right with how many segments and miles and all that, you got to believe that plane is safe. However, um, these accidents, um, total tragedies within such a short period of one another involving the same plane with a similar kind of result begs the question. And, man, whatever, whatever um, country you're home to or traveling to, You've got to believe that they're going to prioritize safety above all else, right? I think access to this information is so critical for for just the end consumer, right? I mean, we sure. have so much information now and ease to this information where, you know, 30 years ago, something like this happens. You may not even know one of these planes went down. So connecting the dots on it is much more challenging. Yeah, they so- certainly wouldn't have all the software here and... Um- analytics ability i mean and then yeah like you say that this our technology has really shrunk the globe the globe too where we see this stuff it's available to us so rapidly and Mm -hmm. um those that know me well know that i'm not a 
I'm not a real huge proponent of big overreaching government. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I do fundamentally want from my government, though, is to keep me safe and keep my family safe and uh, fellow humans safe. And if you're made aware of a problem like this, I mean, I'm I'm really proud of them for being able to ground these planes and say, well, you know, let's take time out. Mm We've got plenty of other planes. Yeah, it's going to be problematic for you guys to sort all this out while these planes are grounded, Mm -hmm. but... Figure out how good you are at redirecting and rerouting, and I'm sure it really caused some real heartache for a lot of people. But could you imagine if we had? Um, because, and you know, the U.S. FAA was a little bit slower than a couple of other countries in grounding that plane. Mm. Yeah, and so I I remember when I saw, well, okay, well, parts of Europe have grounded the plane now, but the U.S. has not, and I just felt like, can you imagine if a plane takes off from LAX? And crashes in this period where we probably should have known better and other countries had already grounded the plane for the same reason, um, that would be absolutely unforgivable. Mm -hmm. And so when they finally said, you know what, we're grounding all of these, I was like, oh, thank you. We don't have to wake up to that headline and, and wish that the leaders of our country prioritized our safety. Feels like they did. So... Anyhow, we'll keep an eye on that Boeing stock. It's tugging on the market a little bit, too, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we're going to go ahead and do the uh, the next commercial break here, take some time out to thank the sponsors. We'll be back in a minute with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786.
Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending, and I want to thank you for supporting us these past 11 years. We have helped thousands of local residents buy and refinance homes here on the Central Coast, and we couldn't have done it without you. We are sincerely grateful and look forward to serving you for many years to come. Just call 5-0-3-0. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. total mayhem to get off and there's that it's my favorite part too the old couple in bed that um yeah they just stay there they just spoon up and roll over like this is our fate and you know, go. That, that's my favorite part i like when they were on the deck and they're like well might as well have music right and playing, playing up on the deck yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and then at the very end they play until the very last minute and he says it's been a pleasure playing with yeah. you yeah yeah See, there's a lot of great parts. Of this is, there is a great. It is a great. But this is a good scene. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, y'all. Um, all right. So we got a little bit sidetracked here. We talk about the jobs report. Talk about Boeing. Talk about stock market. The the what reminded me of that during that stock market speak is that. Um, the stock market's actually recovered pretty nicely since December. Um, if you have been paying any attention to it, you know, it's it's made its way back to the 25,000 land. And, the, you know, the Dow's just sort of been chopping around there doing pretty good. And um, there's been a fair amount of speculation, as there really always is, about whether or not it's a is at a peak or overdue for a big correction that gain since december is really just a a pretty significant little bull market run in itself given the the gains that have been achieved there and so the stock market um kind of coming out of that volatility and dropping that concern remember in january um really in december 
they're those huge swings in the Dow every day and just so much volatility up and down, back and forth. Really hard to have any kind of confidence in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, weird end of the year. And um, so now here we are where it's been like, would you describe the the, the Dow as super volatile right now? Um, it's been more stable for sure. It's been more stable. It's not drawing very much attention. Um, I think people look to that, too, as sort of a baseline, right? Sure. I mean, because we look and dive into a lot of these economic reports and try to understand what it means for the overall economy. But just the, the average person, I think, just flips open the paper or has a stream that shows what the Dow's doing. And that usually equates to how their investments are doing. Right. Um and just their overall sense of confidence of sort of where they are financially. Yeah, well, you know technology now. Like, we all have cell phones, right? Um, when I open up my cell phone, they're trying to they're trying to spoon-feed me the stock information, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's on the news page, and there's a stock thing that comes part of the iPhone software. And it's like, well, you, you need to be made aware. So you can't really hide from it. And if you flip the TV on go past any news channel now it's usually down in the ticker mm-hmm. um and so when you see and and you know they've done great to conditioning us that there's green or there's red right so there's no real benign numbers it's either good or it's bad right and when it's red it's real red then oh if you can't tell how red this is here's a downward arrow to go with the red <laughs> and if right it feels that way so you yeah. can't you can't even walk past something now without being made acutely aware of ooh hmm, i'm no investing expert but i can recognize a red downward arrow mm-hmm. um and then you start seeing oh so many down days in a row and the volatility and blah 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 so the people that don't pay that much attention even realize when the market's volatile and it and it has an impact uh, the other thing too you know is that the and this is one of the reasons why folks are now saying that the the Fed is, if the Fed just stays where they are right now, don't raise rates, don't lower rates, don't do anything crazy, just sort of let us just sort of free play for a minute here and see how we're doing um, in this current environment. Um, Which they said is their intention. It's their forward. intention now. Yeah. And and that's been made really clear since December, right? Mm-hmm. The December Fed meeting and then thereafter. So that being said... Now we see, man, this week we saw the 10-year bond yield touch down into the 2.5 range, um, super low. And so this could make this the new norm because if, it, if we think it's going up, we wanna, the market wants to move us in that direction ahead of it, right? Mm-hmm. And if we think it's stabilizing, then we can give back some of that, that fear padding that's in it. So it feels now like... We're in a spot where we should probably expect that this will be the norm for the rest of the year. and Which is good because we're also seeing headlines and articles now talking about how mortgage interest rates are at an all-time low as far as the last 12 months. That's right. Which yeah, is, and they which are. Which is good. So if we're looking, sort of taking that 30,000-foot view of things, I think a lot of that volatility in the market is what gave 
pause to raising interest rates, right? So we did sort of benefit from that well, as far as the, the mortgage Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, one of the things that the Fed has been really clear about is inflation. They mm-hmm. want to see us hit some pretty standard inflation um, and a healthy inflation. Uh, I, I, like many of you guys, you know, just raised under this idea that a capitalist economy is either growing or shrinking, right? Mm-hmm. It's never just holding steady. You need some growth. Um, and, man, that's why we define a recession as two quarters of negative GDP. Mm-hmm. That's And the recession from the capitalist viewpoint is that um, while the recession, I, I almost don't know if I want to say if it's necessary or not. Um, it's probably a, a normal part of the health cycle of an economy to go through a little bit of, you know, kind of, bulge or swell maybe get a little too hot cool back down a little bit undershoot the cool down and then move back into the normal and increasing range again fine i could say it's part of the normal healthy cycle um but that being said you got this uh this economy here where um the feds have been trying for 10 years 11 years now um, to create a little inflation, right? This recession started when things were being devalued and mm-hmm. going down and just not not any real strength or help um, in many places. So we've had a lot of Fed stimulus. And the amount of money that was pumped into the economy was dumbfounding. So with all of that money, you would think comes great inflation at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the couple of measures here that we have to talk about for inflation that hit the market news last week was that consumer price index um, showed low inflation. CPI for the month of February um, increased 0.2%, and that rate is 1.5% over the preceding 12 months. Um, That's the smallest gain since September of 2016, um, it's the s- smallest increase in over seven months. It's not good. Um, the Fed uses a slightly different measure for inflation when they're tracking, um, you know, kind of their gauge of the inflation they're looking for. They use the personal consumption expenditures or the PCE. Um, the most recent PCE. Uh, was released for December, and it showed a year-on-year increase of 1.9% below the target. Um, they have a 2% inflation target, and we're mm-hmm. below it. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of put this into context, too, um, the the core PCE, the, and again, this is the critical one that the Fed tracks to know whether or not they can really raise rates, Um and and they and they stuck to their guns for a long time until they abandoned it, right? They told us and told us and told us that they were going to raise interest rates when real inflation finally took hold. Mm-hmm. And so going into that 2014, um, it, it felt like they began raising interest rates before the PCE was really where they said they wanted it to be as a trigger. Mm-hmm. They told us initially that they were concerned about... Um, an unemployment rate being below 
five and a half percent. I think that was their number. Mm-hmm. And then a, an inflation measure that was above two percent. And when those two things came into view, this is how they tried to calm and quiet the markets. When those two things came into view, so you could watch them and sort of predict them. If your investment strategy or your business strategy or whatever it was that you were counting on financially for the Fed to be transparent with you, they told you, hey, here are the two measures. And when those both happen, that's when you can expect we'll begin raising interest rates. Well, they sort of hopped on raising interest rates. The jobs market got good and under that metric for a while. The inflation wasn't there, and mm-hmm. they began raising interest rates. And they sort of cautiously raised interest rates in the eye of that underperforming inflation number until they got to the point where they sort of stalled it out a little bit. And so now they've put the rate hikes on hold and are waiting for inflation to catch up. So these numbers are critical right now. Inflation matters so much today. Um, so seeing us be under that um, that 2% level for December, right, mm-hmm. stopping this interest rate hike now um, and believing this might just be the thing for the year, uh, we only hit the 2% level um, for the first time. Uh, last year we hit it in March um, – Prior to that, we hit it in April of 2019. I'm sorry, April of 2012. That's so long ago. Mm-hmm. So really, we we clipped it one time. We've never been meaningfully above it, and that's the state where we're set up for today, which is setting us up for good low interest rates. Um, and this new idea that this is the new norm for next year, so um, this year and next we got the top of the hour commercial break here. We'll be out for about five minutes, and then we'll be back. we got a, a bit more conversation to have with you in another hour of Mortgage Matters. We hope you'll stick around. News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC San Luis Obispo. It's 10 o'clock. From ABC News. I'm Dave Packer. New Zealand remains on high alert after the deadly shooting at two mosques in Christchurch that 49 people were killed in and dozens more were wounded. The main suspect made his first court appearance this morning, the Australian citizen and avowed white supremacist charged with murder. In an online post, someone purporting to be the shooter said that he was a white racist who hates immigrants. Now, this community was not prepared for an attack of this scale. Doctors say they've never treated gunshot wounds like they did on Friday. There are now calls for tougher gun laws, and New Zealand does not have the death penalty, so people are trying to wrap their minds around a proper punishment for this terrorist attack. Will Carr, ABC News, in Christchurch. In Las Vegas, an armed man walking into the Bellagio demanding money. It led to gunfire outside the famed Las Vegas Hotel and casino, a cop shot. He was wearing a vest. The suspect shot, and he's in critical condition. President Trump signing his first veto since taking office. The president defying a bipartisan rebuke of the national emergency he declared to procure funding for his proposed border wall. Attorney General Bill Barr insisting they are on solid legal ground. The president's still not backing down, now asking for even more money for the border wall in his latest budget request of $8.6 billion. ABC's Tara Palmieri and President Trump on Twitter today supporting Congress's non-binding resolution to release special counsel Robert Mueller's report, tweeting, quote, play along with the game. Officials in France investigating last week's crash of an Ethiopian Airlines jet. Information from the black box expected to be released on Monday. 
Meanwhile, as for those 340 or so Boeing 737 MAX 8s around the globe that have been grounded... Boeing says it's working on this software enhancement and that it will be available in the next couple of weeks, or the coming weeks as they put it. The FAA says likely the end of this month. ABC senior transportation correspondent David Curley. You're listening to ABC News. Time to join the millions of people that meet happy with Zoom video conferencing. Zoom gives you flawless video, crystal clear audio, and instant sharing across any mobile, tablet, or desktop device. But the best thing about Zoom? It just works. So ditch the distractions, join the movement, and meet happy with Zoom video conferencing. Visit zoom.us to set up your free account today. That's zoom.us, Zoom video conferencing. Indeed knows it's hard to find qualified candidates when you're hiring. It's like finding a unicorn. But when you post your job on Indeed, it's easy to find people with the skills you need. Nurse practitioner, four-plus years experience, acute care certification. Indeed has a huge pool of amazing candidates and screener tools that help you find your most qualified applicants. Whoa, an entire short list of unicorns. Now, get a $50 credit to give your first job posting premium placement at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, quality standards, and usage limits apply. Additional terms online. Thousands of kids skip class Friday around the globe to take part in climate change rallies, including in our nation's capital. Representative Ilhan Omar's 16-year-old daughter leading the youth fight against climate change. Today, I am here for you, I'm here for my sister, I'm here for my community, and I am here for the world. Isra Hirsi and two other teens organized the U.S. leg of the international youth climate strike. Students held colorful signs and chanted, Climate Action Now, pressuring lawmakers to back measures like the Green New Deal. Mona Kosarabdi, ABC News, Washington. A new study shows people who eat more than two eggs a day are significantly more at risk for high cholesterol. Dietitian and nutritionist Maya Feller. One egg has about 186 milligrams of dietary cholesterol. And what this study found was that for each intake above 300 milligrams, those participants were 17% more likely to develop heart disease and 18% more likely to die. Feller says not all is lost for egg lovers. Become a moderate egg eater, consume some of the whites, maybe do a mixture of the white and the yolk. You don't have to give it up completely. Whites have no cholesterol. The state of Louisiana saying a computer glitch accidentally sent nearly 66,000 taxpayer dollars, uh, taxpayers double refunds, totaling almost $26 million. They urge anyone who got that extra cash not to spend it. They want it back. This is ABC News. My name is Brandon. I am a manager of tire sales at Firestone Complete Auto Care. When you come here to get service, we're going to take care of your car because you take care of your car, your car is going to take care of you. Come in for the Firestone Complete Auto Care Epic Sales Event and save $100 when you spend $500 or more. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. Valid March 14th through 17th. Exclusions apply. Cannot be combined with other offers. Additional fees may apply where lawful. See store for details. Dave Packer, ABC News. This is News Talk 920 AM and FM 96.5 KVEC. The views and opinions expressed on any program are those of the producers and or the persons appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of American General Media. This is KVEC. Join the conversation now on the Stahlberg Law KVEC text line at 805-543-8830. Powered by hometown attorney Jeffrey D. Stolberg. No one thinks that they or a loved one will be seriously injured due to the negligence of a third party until 
until it happens. Hire a lawyer with more than 30 years of personal injury experience. Call attorney Jeffrey Stolberg for a free consultation at 544-7639. And try the Stolberg Law KVEC text line from Newstalk 920 KVEC. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Citra Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Well, as I came home on a Monday night, as drunk as drunk could be, I saw a horse outside the door where my old horse should be. <laughs> so I called me wife and I says to her, Will you kindly tell to me who owns that horse outside the door where my old horse should be? Are you drunk, you drunk, you silly old fool, still you can't see? That's I like that. See, uh, and this is what I'm nervous about. So, just disclaimer for everybody listening: I'm not Irish. Jim is Irish. Jim is responsible for the music selection here on the show. So, if you're mad at anybody for painting the Irish holiday as a as a drunkard's day, it's Jim. You're mad at. It has nothing to do with me. Or Central Coast London. <laughs> or KVEC. I, I guess, it's or uh, KVEC. <laughs> I think most people are getting over it. Well, look, I mean, we've we've been sort of getting more sensitive through the years yeah. about stereotyping cultures and, yeah. you know, and nationalities and things like that. And this the Irish things probably do, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> Says the Irishman. <laughs> You're here to change St. Patrick's Day, are you? No, I just, it's never, never been a big deal for me, you know? It's not for for me. When I I grew up, we didn't have even like a corned beef and cabbage meal. uh, Well, that I can't miss because I love that. Yeah. Well, this year I bought some corned beef and cabbage makings. Uh Uh-huh. To, to make that at the house for the kids. Well, tomorrow? um, Is that what you're doing? Yeah. And my wife was like, what, what is this? I was like, oh, St. Patrick's Day. Mm -hmm. I thought it'd be fun. Um, so anyways, oh, it's fantastic. Never, never, never really been, you know, like I said, my family's not Irish, so it's seems like a great holiday with leprechauns and green beers and things like that, but just never been a real big deal to me. Then I came to San Luis and I'm like, man, look at all these. Oh, well, you know, any, any excuse to party. Yeah. Big, big <laughs> party day. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So anyway. Then I then I just I would just wonder about it. No, I I'm not into the drinking part of it, but I do like the corned beef and cabbage. Yeah, this is a phone call coming in. Maybe we got, maybe we maybe Jim maybe Jim struck a chord here with someone. I doubt it. I think it probably is going to be Mike Points who wanted to call in and talk about a a listing here um, for our listeners. Was it Mike Points? It is. 
uh, one of the stars of the uh, Mortgage Matters show, Mr. Mike Points. He's online right now. All right, put him on. There he is. He should be on right now. Mike, are you there? Top of the morning to you, laddie. Hey, oh, Mike. Oh, my gosh, he can do that. Mr. Points can do that. Mike, are you, are you Irish? I have a fraction of Irish in me, yes. Okay, cool. We're just taking a poll here, so yeah. now we're now we're fifty fifty. Yes, Jason and I don't think we have any Irish. Yeah. Oh. I've got the red beard thing yeah. going. I've I'm seen a... that. And the kind of red skin. Mm-hmm. Like a Yeah. That um well Jim has the same get get that like pink yeah. that pinky, you know, skin tone. Yep. Yeah. Cool. It's hey. the offset it's the offset the ocean breeze. Now are you northern or southern? You know that? He's uh, trying. You know, I, Do you know uh, that? I'm trying. Yeah, you went into full accent there. That was yeah. that was good. I I am I am not familiar exactly where I reside. I think it's southern. Yeah. There's Central actually a, a road called Points Pass in Ireland. Yeah. My what? Your family yeah. has their own road. Their own road. Yes. That's right. Yep. Man. We have yep, our yep, own yep. like um, what do they call it? Like the sign. Our own. I can't think of what they call the sign. The shield. Basically. Yeah. The shield, the coat of yeah, arms, the family cross, the oh, family. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, <laughs> Mike, and I funny. thought your greatest ties were to Canada. So let alone here, yeah. you have a there's an Irish road. Anyhow, yep. Uh, yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a nut. Welcome to Mortgage Matters, Mike. And um, the purpose of your call this morning? Yeah, I wanted to call in so that you and the listeners just be aware that um, one of our brand-new loan officers, Monty Mitchell, is going to be out with his, as a preferred lender with his real estate partners at Sphere Partner Real Estate at the new Oak Knoll development in Templeton, California. Ah. And they're going to be, yeah, they're going to be showing all the, the new models today. Uh, the one in particular that I think is really great that they'll be wanting to show is, is the Brook, which is a nice property, a nice single-family residence, that uh, is coming in at a price of 608 and they've got quite a few models that they'd like to show to the public and walk you through the process of where they're at and building them so that consumers can go buy a brand-new home and not have to deal with the trials and tribulations of an existing home. You said it's Oak Knoll. Is that the name? Yeah, Oak Knoll is the, is the small development the actual address that consumers can go out and meet Monty Mitchell and and Evan from the real estate company is going to be 888 Salinas Ave. It's right off of 101. Uh, I don't know exactly which exit it might be. It might be Los Tablas. It might be the other one, but it's 888 Salinas Ave. They're going to be out there today from 10 to 2, so they're already out there, excuse me, 11 to 2 today and tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking at the – I was able to find it online, and I'm looking at the listing here. I see the what you're talking about, that floor plan, the brook. Um, that's a beautiful-looking house. It's a 2,319-square-foot home, four-bed, three-bath, the two-car garage, and it looks like the base price on it's um, 608 That seems pretty affordable. You know, Templeton's uh, – Sought after school district. Um, yeah, everybody in the North County knows that, and I suspect even some of 
you uh, south of the grade folk know that too, but there's a real high desire to get into that school district. And, and so I think part of that uh, that reputation, that exclusivity of Templeton keeps the uh, keeps the prices up there. So that's pretty cool to be able to get into a brand new home um, at that price point for such a um, well-appointed home. Yeah. And I, I think the nice thing is, you know, uh, us here on the show, we talk about servicing um, our borrowers, talking about different pricing options. You know, Monty Mitchell came over to us just very recently this year. We're excited to have him. And he's well aware of all the different financing options that you could talk about for this new home that could make not only make it affordable, but make it so that you guys have a nice, easy payment with a brand new house. And what I think is a great community, Templeton downtown is really neat. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to make sure that the listeners got wind of that and that you guys could have that for the show today. So thanks for letting me come on and, and thanks. Have, have some fun with you. Thank you. Happy St. Right, Patrick's Day. Is St. It, Patrick's Day to you. Is there an S on that? Is it St. Patrick's Day? St. Patrick's. Yeah. Yes. I feel like there was a thing about that a few years ago. I well, he was St. Patrick. It was St. Patrick, but it's plural because it's a day. So St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Yeah. St. Patrick Day. Yeah. Mm, Wikipedia has it with the S. Yeah, that's St. Patrick's Day. That's fine. Yeah, I just remember there was something a couple of years ago about a bunch of people doing something wrong. Had something wrong. The uh, Mike sent me over this financing option here. Um, so yeah, Monty Mitchell works for Central Coast Lending. Um, came over to us from one of the local banks not too long ago. Um, I go way back with Monty. Dan and I both do, in fact, because we worked together at the first mortgage company that any of us worked for out of Cal Poly wow. clear back in the um, the early 2000s. So um, I've known Monty a very long time. Um, great guy. Heck of a ball player, too. I don't know if we've nailed him down yet, if he's going to be on the Central Coast Lending softball team, but he should be. He's a he's a heck of a ball player. Um, I'm sure you will relentlessly pursue him. I mean, we have to, right? <laughs> well, and for clarity's sake, when Central Coast Lending has had a softball team now for um, there are three seasons a year. So when I drop the stat that we've had our own softball team here for you know what's Eleven years of three seasons a year, so we're you know thirty three or thirty four seasons in right now. Um, it was just Dan and I were the only Central Coast Lending employees in the beginning, but it was the Central Coast Lending team. Hmm. And through the years, um, we've grown that to be um, now. There's oh six or seven people on the team that work for Central Coast Lending. So that as the company's grown, we just happen to have grown in a way where um, some of those people from the softball team ended up joining us. Um, And usually it was that way. Um, The softball team has been a great piece of marketing for us, right? Like these guys get to know us kind of personally out on the field and get an idea for who we are. And then 
um, feel comfortable working with us. And so that's sort of been the, um, the basis of some of those friendships and, um, relationships. But, uh, anyhow, Monty, I was on Monty. That was the point. Heck of a ball player. Hope he joins the team. Uh, but I'm thrilled that he's joined us at Central Coast Lending. Like I said, he's been working here for local bank for, um, quite a while and now has made the transition over to work just for us, which really ultimately are a mortgage bank, just specializing in home loans, recognizing that the product offering um, and the the nature of specializing in just mortgage lending is is a pretty sweet spot to be in. And so he realized that and came over to us. We're thrilled to have him. So I'm looking at this flyer that he put together for this project in Templeton, and um, I really like the flyer because he's he's listed out three financing options here, and one of them is just a conventional 30-year fix with 20% down. That's pretty sweet, 20% down if you got it. Um, that's $121,600 at the list price of that home. So if you do that whole deal with 20% down, um, you can get some pretty good terms. There's a FHA option listed in the second column there. FHA, of course, is a lower down payment option. It's only 3.5% down, but it has mortgage insurance. So you do that FHA 3.5% down. That brings the down payment down to 21280 bucks. That's quite a bit less. So in the... Um, event that you weren't able to save the $121,000, you know, and most of the time the people that have $121,000 available to put down on a home, a home is because they've sold their starter home and they're moving that equity, right? Uh, and then lastly, um, this flyer contains an option for a low, a low down payment loan, 5% down payment, with no mortgage insurance. So this is one of the special jumbo loans that we have where um, there really isn't a separate monthly mortgage insurance fee. Um, to to call a spade a complete spade, it's a little bit higher interest rate because it's built into that, but it can be a cost-effective way of having a, a low down payment and getting your foot in the door on a place like this. So um, those options are all available for a house like that and um, hope that if you have any interest at all, you could look them up. Um, Oak Knoll, like Mike said, is is up in Templeton. You can find it pretty easily online. The loan officer, Monty Mitchell, um, who's at the track today and tomorrow, can be reached at 805-440-5208, or you could email him, Monty. If it doesn't seem obvious, Monty is M-O-N-T-E. So you could email Monty at Monty at CentralCoastLending.com. And then otherwise, the realtor sitting the tract up there is Evan Peterson. His number is 805-591-9021. And you can, e- you can email Evan at Evan at Sphere Partners R-E for real estate. Sphere Partners R-E.com. So, um... Definitely worth exploring there. Fun to look at those options and and get a look at it. Uh, We do have a commercial break lined up here for you. Take some time out to thank the sponsors that help make the show possible. We'll be back in another minute here with more Mortgage Matters. 
To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KBEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 605-4783. NMLS number 328-358. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending.
All right. That it? I'm waiting for yeah. some vocals or no, a no, time no, no. or it's the, the bridge. Bl- it's the Orange Blossom special done, done by a by an Irish band called the Duttons. The Duttons? Yeah. 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 Now they're about ready to get into their dueling part of it. Here we uh, go. Yeah. Pretty exciting. I like it, actually. All right. Um... So we're talking about financing options a little bit. I, I know in the in the show earlier we were um, I was kind of wanting to storm through a little bit of the economic data and and kind of give you guys the the broader picture of what's going on with interest rates, why the kind of change that the um, you know, like I said, we we had the Feds talking about tying rate hikes to the employment rate and the inflation rate. Um, and then now that the inflation rate seems to have peaked and maybe declined a little bit, we got the feds making it pretty well known that they're in a, they're in a holding pattern here now. So that has us enjoying some good low interest rates, has us um, kind of created this opportunity. And so I wanted to tell you guys about um, a couple of instances I had this week where I thought it just might rattle some of your cages a little bit um and one is basically you know i'm working with a new client said is it a real good idea to lock and uh is this the right right time to lock a loan and i couldn't help but but remind myself and then this client that man it's just by your you're sitting in here today just complete dumb luck um interest rates really have dipped and the reality is if you came in here in June or so, last last June, uh, you would have been walking into a five and a quarter interest rate. That's mm-hmm. that's what the 30-year fix was. And so, like I said, just dumb luck that you're showing up today and getting a different offer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a lot better than that. I pulled up some pricing here that I just want to share with you guys real quick and... Um, it's really important when we talk about pricing, um, needs to be clear what these things are based on. And so I want to just spend a minute real quick here to just tell you that I want to tell you I'm running real-time pricing right now in our pricing engine. And this is basically sorting out about, I don't know how many are in here, 35 or 40 or something, would you say? Mm-hmm. So this is sorting all these guys out and kind of prioritizing uh, who's who at the different price points. I'm using an 80% loan-to-value, which means that you have about 20% equity in your home. In other words, you know you have a $400,000 mortgage on a $500,000 house, mm-hmm. essentially. And um, I'm considering that you have 760 credit score which is going to be anything better than that, of course, is icing on the cake, but 760s top tier for a mortgage. I'm assuming that you are talking about your primary residence, and I'm assuming that we're talking about a standalone single-family residence, not a condo or a manufactured home or something like that. Uh, and I'm just looking at a 30-year fixed. So Running that scenario out today, the no points interest rate for that scenario on a refinance is at 4.25%. 
Um, and that is a 4.315 APR. The reason that we have to say APR, not only is it required by licensing, but it gives you some idea of all APR is real simply is take any of the the fees that you'll be charged in order to be getting financing, and then we add those in basically to what the total interest on the loan is and sort of extrapolate back of like, okay, well, because you're paying a couple thousand bucks in finance-related fees, let's equate those to interest and tell you what the interest rate is really over time. And the reason the reason that that's a, a requirement by licensure is if you go to one lender that says, hey, my rate's four and a quarter, my APR is 4.31, um, great. So you go to the next lender and say, well, my, my interest rate's four and a quarter, my APR is 4.5. Okay, the 4.5 APR guy clearly has more fees in his deal, so this just allows you to differentiate between the two. It's intended to be um, a, a tool that helps consumers price um, price match or price compare. Comparing, yeah, comparing yeah. apples to apples because you can go to two different lenders and they have the same interest rate, but the costs can be way different. Yeah, because everybody really has the same rates, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I'm looking at this very scenario right here, um, the interest rate itself really never changes. It goes three point eight seven five to four, four and an eighth, four and a quarter, four and three eighths. I mean, all the way up to five and seven eighths mm-hmm. at eighth point increments, and those rates never change. The mm-hmm. rate's always there. Um, what changes is the cost to the rate. So. The no points interest rate, what that means is you're getting an interest rate where it's like neutral in the market. You're not getting a credit for it. You're not paying any points for it, right? And if you go below that interest rate, so if today's today's four and a quarter um, with that 4.31 APR, if that's the no points interest rate, you could elect for a... 3.875 interest rate. Now, that has an APR of 3.93. The the relationship there is a little bit different. That in that scenario, you'd be paying like one and a half points. Mm-hmm. So, a point then is one percentage point of the loan amount. So, on a $400,000 loan, which is the scenario that I'm describing to you, a, a point and a half would ultimately cost you about six thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So now it's going to save you money every month. Um, yeah, there's usually a break-even analysis that you can run because obviously there's going to be a benefit and a cost. And yeah, we've just determined the cost is about six thousand dollars. So yeah, and the benefit is about one hundred and twenty bucks a month, from what I can tell. Right. So. If you break that out, um, you just simply divide the six thousand bucks by the hundred and twenty. Get about forty months. Forty months. So in this scenario, like if you were if you were uh, interviewing with me for what should I do, mm-hmm. this is arithmetic we would do. Where I would say, hey, look, Jason, you can pay points, and get you down to the three point eight seven five for the first forty months of this transaction. You're the loser. You paid $6,000 at closing to buy your right to $120 less per month payment. And so for 40 months, you're going to be recouping your initial investment, right? Keeping that money on your side of the table. Now, in month 41, you're ahead of the game. You've 
you've saved by way of 120 bucks a month you got your 6000 bucks back in savings and now you get to save 120 bucks a month going forward through the end of the loan that's pretty cool right yep um now a break even point at 4 years i'm even going to suggest is a pretty good break even point mm-hmm. um that being said and I'll, I'll ask you this like you're my my client here are you going to be in your home for four years? I plan on being so. Yeah. yeah? Sure. Um, Let's say yes. Okay. So good. Then this is, is going to be a long term hold for us. Then it's a then it's a consideration um, that you you should probably explore. Mm-hmm. Um, some people can't answer that question. Well, you know what? Right. I don't know. Um, we're in a condo and we're downstairs and we. Every year we seem to get less tolerant of the people above us or um, or how about this one? Well, when I bought this place, I just kind of got my first job and now I married my husband and we're thinking about starting a family and we probably want to be in a house and not a condo. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, that's that's really important information. And if you did that, let's say you were one or two years away from potentially buying a new house, would you keep your condo? Would you keep your existing house? Would you rent it? Mm-hmm. Or would you sell it because you want to capture the the equity for the down payment on the new house? Right. Um, what's your answer to that question? And oftentimes people say, oh, no, we would definitely keep it. Definitely be a rental. Okay, great. Now it's less about how long are you going to be there and more about how long are you going to own this house? So we would definitely keep it. Great. And would you need the equity for the down payment? Um, Surprise you to know that sometimes people are like, no, we wouldn't. We have a savings plan. And now that we have two incomes, this, that, and the other, that's our game plan is that when we have the 20% down, it takes to buy the new house. That's when we're going to do all this and we're going to rent our current house out. We would would still have that loan. Making the case for for probably paying those points. Mm -hmm. On... The flip side of the coin, I get these scenarios where I get somebody that moves here because they get a teaching job at Cal Poly, mm-hmm. and they say, I'm out here. My my goal is to be here for five years. So um, should I pay points? Five years? Um, nah, probably not. Because you're going to risk 6000 bucks to break even in four. Then you're going to save 120 bucks a month. That's only 1400 bucks at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Whoops. You put the bank at an extreme advantage over you by paying them in advance and recapturing that um, nominally um, benefiting. Probably not for a couple reasons. One is I think you should need to be able to at least get the same amount of uh, equal ground of the bank where if they're ahead for four years, you should know that you're going to get the take for four years too, right? So you should probably have an eight-year plan in that property, mm-hmm. I think. Um, because the other thing is, what about the present versus the future value of money? If I don't pay points for 6000 bucks, what do I do with that six grand? Um I don't know. You put in a CD. CD today makes two and a half percent, doesn't it? Um, so what if I what if I get two and a half percent on a CD? I understand I could have bought my mortgage interest rate down by half a percent, but 
but what happens to my ability to earn money on that as in in some investment vehicle hey that's something to consider um and again it's all about that what would those dollars be doing when does it break even what's your alternative investment what's the best fit for you and for many reasons, that's why for a lot of people, they just come back to the par rate. If you know what? I don't know. And the great news is uh, you don't have to know. I don't need you to know um, because at a par rate, you're really not at a loss. You get to keep your 6000 bucks in the bank today. You get to just have the normal fair market interest rate, no big deal. And for those of you that are, that are wondering, um, if today's a four and a quarter is called the par rate and and three and seven eighths is kind of our max buy down rate where you could buy your interest rate down for paying points. Um, what do you think about an interest rate of four and a half? And some of you are, are like, I was listening and tracking pretty well until right now. Why on earth would I take a four and a half interest rate if I could get a four and a quarter at par for no points? Well, when you take a higher interest rate, obviously that's the that's what you're paying, right? Is a higher monthly payment and higher interest rate. So typically, those higher interest rates are going to offer you some type of credit that will help offset some of the anticipated closing costs of a transaction. That's right. So a lot of times, especially when you're buying a home, you know, a, a lot of folks, you know, they they save up their money and they want ten percent down, and they save their forty thousand dollars to buy that four hundred thousand dollar house. And once they have that forty thousand, they're ready to make an offer. But the reality is, you need forty four thousand because right. you have to pay title fee, escrow fee, recording fee, notary fee, underwriting fee, credit report fee. What yes. other fees am I missing? Wire fee, dock fee, fee fee. There's a fee fee. <laughs> um, there's all these little third party junk fees that add up pretty quick. Yeah. And on a purchase loan. They very well could get to four thousand bucks. Right. So now you said, "Hey, my ticket to the dance was the forty grand that I worked really hard to save." Yeah. And so here I am with forty grand in a duffel bag, and you telling me I need forty-four grand? Yep. Or how about a four and a half interest rate? I know you don't love it, mm-hmm. but it gives you a four thousand dollar closing cost credit, which then allows you to get in with your forty grand, and and you should know. The difference between the four and a quarter and a four and a half, the four and a quarter on that scenario is nineteen sixty eight and the four and a half is two thousand twenty four so what do you got sixty six bucks more could mean the difference between buying now or not waiting buying now. a year right right because if you can save four hundred bucks a month, that's just a sweet year away mm-hmm. um, but so sixty six bucks a month can you swing that? Um, that's just a consideration to be had. The other thing that I want to tell you about that, um, that low interest rate is, is oftentimes, um, or that, that higher interest rate with that low cost loan, the, the closing cost credit scenario where you're using a higher rate to get a lower cost. Sometimes that's how you justify a refi Mm -hmm. is sure. The no points rate today might be four and a quarter. Let's say you're the person that bought a house in May and you have a five and a quarter. Uh, you could go down to four and a quarter. Going to cost you about four thousand bucks in fees to do it, mm-hmm. or go up to four and a half where you get a credit to negate the cost. So now the cost is truly zero, 
and you're bringing your interest rate down three quarters of a point instead of a whole point. Does that make sense? Hey, it very well could. If that saves you 120 bucks a month for no cost, that means it's zero months to break even. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good deal. So oftentimes we'll look at that that way too in order to sort of make those um, that game plan of what's the best thing for you to do here. And sometimes you want to refinance into um, a lower interest rate and you don't want to grow your loan amount. So lower payment sounds nice, but you, you're you're not interested in having closing costs. And so that can be a way to accommodate that. Um, and so you guys are getting a little bit of the sense here of um, this is stuff that uh, just working through it, talking through it, looking at the whole thing um, with a loan officer that really knows the in and outs of it. This is how we can show you what you might consider things that you don't even know that you probably should consider also steer you off of a path of, well, I'm going to, what's your lowest interest rate? And I'll, well, I'm going to use my equity to buy whatever your lowest interest rate is. And I'm like, okay, well that, that has a 10 year break even point and that's probably not the best thing for you. And here's why. Um, so we might be able to make you aware of things that you might consider and also knock you off of a path uh, with some good factual evidence of things that um, maybe you shouldn't be considering. Uh, and in any case, uh, just a general call, if you if you guys are listening to this conversation right now, um, don't be afraid to just reach out to us this week. Um, we love to do a consultation. Just tell you what your options are, where you sit. Um, been doing them all week long. And, and I'll be honest with you, the majority of them, I'm telling people, oh, you're better off just staying put with what you got and hoping that rates go down another quarter of a point because that's when it really starts to matter. Um, so if you want that, 805-543-LOAN, that number rings all of our offices, and we're in the office all week to help you out, um, 805-543-5626. We're going to do the final commercial break here of the show. We'll be back in just a minute with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the 
Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. California DBO number 605-4783. NMLS number 328-358. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit. So call AM Sun Solar today at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. Amazing to hear Jim harmonizing with this oh, woman. What is it? Danny boy. Celtic yeah. woman. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to try to harmonize. What's the story of Danny boy? I've seen it all. I don't know. I just know it's the famous Irish song. All right. All right, there we go. That's fine. You know, when you were talking before we left the break, we were talking about interest rates and points and what the closing costs are for a specific scenario. I think it's interesting also to note that a lot of banks and mortgage companies advertise based around that. They have that technique of, you know, no points, no cost loan, assuming that that's always going to be what's the best scenario for someone that's refinancing or buying with not fully understanding sort of the dynamics of how the interest rate really is like a ladder, right? It's like anything else or a teeter-totter. There's balance to it. Sure. So sometimes taking a higher rate makes sense to avoid those points, but then sometimes having a no-cost loan is not what's in your best interest. Right. So it's interesting to see the companies well, advertise that way to try to... And they get their hand smacked, too, is right. if you spend... So, um, you know, back in, like, the 2000s, there was this whole uh, this whole craze about the no-cost loan. Yep. Do a no-cost loan, 
And ultimately, finally, the rules came down. So, well, wait a minute. That's that's a deceptive advertising term because yeah. the cost is there is a cost on a no-cost loan. In fact, there's a big cost. And mm-hmm. the cost is that you're paying a higher rate over time, which leads to significantly more interest cost over time than what would have been the upfront cost. So the regulators came out and said, no more of that no-cost refi talk. And so I always try to be real – I try to be real conscientious of um, the last thing I want to do is get wrapped up in deceptive advertising. And not not because I'm afraid of a hand smack from a regulator, but – I want people to really know that, hey, understand, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like anything, this is how mortgages work. You, Like you said, teeter-totter, I love that analogy. I use it so often when I'm counseling you know, first-time homebuyers or people that want to understand how this stuff works. Think teeter-totter, folks. On one side, we have cost, and on the other side, uh, we have interest rate. So if you want a really low interest rate, guess what's going really high? The cost. You want a really a, a really high interest rate, you're going to get a really low cost loan in terms of closing costs. Mm-hmm. Life over the over the life of the loan, very expensive to choose that scenario. So you should have a very short-term strategy if that's what you intend to do. And by the way, people have that strategy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I gave that example of the Cal Poly professor that knows they're going to be here for just a few years, right? Great. Do do a low-cost loan where your out-of-pocket is very small because your plan is short and you know you're going to pay more monthly, but you don't have a long-term plan in the property of staying in it, which is what makes that, that option a good one for you. Um, other times you might do that are, um, you know, for example, like the example you gave, somebody that just doesn't have the money. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd love the lower rate. And if I had it, I would. But I want to get my foot in the door. And in, in my trade-off is going to be I'm going to have to pay 60 bucks more a month because I don't want to have to save another four grand to get to get a house. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. That makes sense. At least you, you've evaluated you've identified and evaluated the cost and you're making a cognizant decision that it's go time and by the way in that same scenario oftentimes we'll coach people to maybe get a seller credit that's Mm -hmm. another option too there's other situations where we might be able to help you figure out how to bridge a small gap like that that aren't just a higher interest rate Um, sometimes a four thousand dollar seller closing cost credit is the way to do it and it's the best of both worlds um but so anyhow, that that conversation about that, you're exactly right. Is that it, it takes a conversation, explore the options. Some, you know, I, this is the one of the things about like you know the the rocket mortgage. Just push the button, and oh, you look how good you are, <laughs> man. Look at how much like expertise you just missed out on. I've been doing loans a long time, and I've been helping people a long time. Um, and not only am I courteous and um, and polite and punctual and I and I want to provide you a good service and do a good job for you so that you'll let me be your mortgage person for life. Um, I'm a good human. I do business with people the way I want business done with me. Um, and part of that is making sure that you're aware of your options, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, 
don't just pick something arbitrarily. Also, super important, don't just let somebody pick for you. There's a conversation to be had here. Mm-hmm. And again, I'll preface this by saying, many of you guys are just going to end up at the par rate. After all this discussion's had, you know what? I get it, all that. We're doing the par rate. Cool. I probably would, too. Um, if you're the person where you're like, man, my dad built this house, and I know I'm going to die in it, too. Cool. You should probably consider a buy-down rate. You have a long-term plan here. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, this house is never leaving your family. So that's worth exploring. Um, the other thing you got to take into consideration, too, is what's the economy doing? i got to tell you this story. In 2008, I helped this dude. Um, so think back to 2008, right? And I helped this dude that I knew. Um, I'll only tell you his first name um, because he's still around. His name's Gary. And Gary said, um, Gary, super smart guy, right? At the time, worked within the banking industry, not in home loans, but he's a smart guy. And he said, I know. So th- remember back 2008? Remember what was going on in 2008? Mm-hmm. So I know what's happening here. Um, we have a financial crisis on our hands. Unemployment rate's going to skyrocket. The economy is going to contract and... Ultimately, it's going to lead to a lot of financial uncertainty. He had an adjustable rate loan. So he said, what I need to do is get into a fixed rate loan, and I'd like to buy the interest rate down as far as I can um, because this is probably the best it's ever going to be the rest of my life. When I bought my first house, interest rate was 14%, and now I have an opportunity to pay some points and buy it down into the 4% range, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, Gary. Smart guy. Works in the banking industry. I got a 30-year fix for you. No problem. And here's your buy-down options. This dude came back and paid points that were basically, um, this was a a higher loan amount, but he paid points that were about $37,000. Wrote a check. Dumbfounded. And I was like, man, this dude's got two hundred grand in his checking account. He's real sure about what he wants to do. Um, and at the time, I got to tell you, I was pretty young in my career. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd been in the business for a handful of years, and I, I worked hard. I learned a lot. You know what I lacked was longevity in the market, you know, mm-hmm. seeing recessions, seeing um, the Fed change policy, seeing um, accommodative, you know, like those kind of like bailout funds and everything that that entailed. That was what I lacked. I knew all about doing loans. But I didn't really know that. um, I don't think I had as firm of a grasp of, you know, when the feds cut rates that they were going to cut all the way to zero and that Mm -hmm. then they were going to stay at zero, completely at zero for five years. Um, I don't think I realized all of that. I didn't realize that that was probably what was going to happen. And and maybe some folks did at the time. I didn't. So I told Gary, I said, man, that's a huge buy down, buddy. I, it's hard for me to imagine somebody doing that, but you're so sure. And you must know something none of us know. And he was a pretty wealthy guy. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Um, so he paid like $37,000 to buy his rate down to a four and a half. (laughs) And Dan and I talked a lot about it, and and Dan and I both were like, man, I just, I don't understand how you cozy up to that. 
but you are. So you're right. He's a consumer, right? You're right. Um, that's how his loan closed. And a year later, uh, four and a quarter was free. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, he owned that house for the next 10 years Mm -hmm. and there's no argument to be made whatsoever that it was an intelligent decision. He, Mm. he chose wrong. He got it wrong. The economy undermined him and he's lost a ton of money. So that's a real bummer. And so that's another piece to this is, Hey, let's consider what the economy's doing. What's, what's the rate environment look like? Mm -hmm. Are we at the peak? What are the feds telling us? What do they have lined out for the next couple of years? Is this a good time to do it for me right now in the market? Um, we were on an up upward trajectory. We hit a little bit of headwind. The feds have changed course and said, Hey, we're just going to go to nothing. We're, we're going to leave everything neutral right now. We're just stopping. We're going to see how that goes. So rates have really dropped in the eye of that. Um, I still do think that in a year or two or three, the trajectory is still up from here. Yeah. So I feel like an opportunity's opened up that a year ago, this is the kind of thing I was hoping and praying for. Right. Man, just a little window. Let's get a little break. How about all those people that have a 5% loan or a loan with mortgage insurance or whatever? Another little refi, a little refi window to let some people get into something better. Um, and that's where we are right now. Um, something to be said about refinancing as well is we talked about coming out of your pocket for a purchase transaction where in a refi transaction, um, these costs that you're paying come from the equity that you already have in your home. So right. you're not having to come out of your pocket sure. for anything. So that's worth considering. Maybe um, an appraisal. But. We're running out of time here. So I just want to, again, I just want to remind you guys, if you have a loan that I would say today, if you have an interest rate that's above four and three quarters, that's probably a good place to draw the line. Mm-hmm. Above four and three quarters is, eh, we're going to look at it, and you might still be better off staying with what you got. If your interest rate's above five, get on the phone. Call mm-hmm. us now. That's crazy. Uh, we're going to fix that. If you have mortgage insurance, get on the phone. Um, we There's one path or another, and, and you might have mortgage insurance on a loan with three and a quarter. We'll help you figure out how to get rid of it. But anyways, 805-543-LOAN or centralcoastlending.com. Thanks so much for being with us today, Jason. Thanks for filling in. And uh, we'll be back next week with another live episode of Mortgage Matters. This is KVEC San Luis Obispo. News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. It's 11 o'clock. From ABC News. I'm Dave Packer, charged with one murder and more charges on the way. The 28-year-old suspect in the deadly mosque shootings Friday that left 49 people dead, dozens more wounded in New Zealand. That suspect, an Australian citizen, an avowed white supremacist. ABC's Will Carr reports the shooting has New Zealand reconsidering its gun laws. They say that he did have a license to purchase guns, but there are now calls for 
tougher gun laws here in New Zealand. Evidently, he had high-capacity magazines, and he would have needed a specialty license to purchase those magazines. But as the law stands right now, you can walk into a store and actually buy high-capacity magazines without showing any license at all. Authorities believe that is what the suspect here did. So one of the first things people want to see change is that you would have to show whatever license you have every time you go in and buy a gun or any gun-related items. Will Carr, ABC News in Christchurch. You're at home. A mob boss is dead. The suspect is being questioned. Police and the FBI tracked down a man in his mid-20s and took him to a precinct on Staten Island for questioning as a possible suspect in the shooting death of Francesco Frankie Boy Cali, the reputed boss of the Gambino crime family. The man was caught in Brick, New Jersey. Cali had been gunned down in front of his home by a shooter who first backed his car into Cali's Cadillac SUV. The killing was the first time a mob boss had been murdered here in 30 years. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. In France, violent protests, a bank and a restaurant set ablaze amid the 18th weekend of yellow